Welcome to Tech Talk, y'all. Hi, and welcome to Tech Talk, y'all, season 11, episode 285. I'm Adam Walker. And I'm Sanjay Park. And uh, we got a great episode for you today, as we do every week. We are going to start out with a few He Who Shall Not Be Named articles. <laughs> I apologize in advance, but it must be done because it's in the news and it is probably important to be aware of. So uh, listen, let's just dive in. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah, let's do you it. You good? Yeah, okay. yeah, so, I'm good. Article number one, He Who Shall Not Be Named, also known as Elon Musk, names <laughs> NBCU ad chief Linda, last name I can't pronounce, as Twitter CEO. Yaccarino? Yaccarino. We're going to go with Yaccarino, according uh, to apologies. Sanjay. Yeah. Apologies to Linda. Apologies, Linda. Yeah, sorry, Linda. Her name. Sorry about that. Um, by um, the way, every time you say his name and then you, he who shall not be. I like had this like foreboding <laughs> feeling like a new window is going to pop up in our recording studio here. And, and hey he's going to be there and he's going to be there and be like, hey, guys, I'm here. It's like it's like like uh, in Harry Potter, they're afraid Voldemort will show up so they don't say his name. Exactly. Like, you're afraid he's just going to like pop up in yeah, Riverside yeah. like, hey, guys. Let's talk about Twitter <laughs> <laughs> and Tesla and yeah. all the things that I'm doing. I, I can I can see that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I will say about the new CEO for Twitter. Uh, I think this is a good move considering her vast experience in advertising and all of the advertising dollars that they have profoundly lost. So I think that that's really smart. Um, I'll also say that uh, I don't think she's going to have very much control over the company at all. No. But then also it was, it was interesting in the article. It talked about how her team at uh, NBCU is about 2,000 people that she she runs a team of 2,000 people. And now she's running a company of 1,500 people. Yeah. So it almost, in my in some ways to me, feels very much like a demotion. Like she's it's she has less people working <laughs> less for people, her. Yeah. She has a, bitter, a better title, but obviously it's going to be highly controlled by the chairman of the board and CTO, Elon Musk. So I, to me, like, I don't, yeah. it seems like a, like a demotion in I, some ways to me. I, I really struggle as to why anybody would do this, like take this job. It, I right? mean, like, unless the, she's getting all oh, a lot of equity, like that's my only guess is like, she's maybe I, she's getting a lot of equity in the deal and she's convinced that Elon Musk can turn it around, which I don't think he can. I, I, I hope she's getting a lot of cash money Yeah, because yeah. I don't think that equity Equity's is going to be worth. I mean, if you look at anything that's happened, I mean, we talked about this before, right? It's already he, gone down. He, he's he he's, it he's at, devalued his own company. Right. Yeah. He bought it at, what was it? 40 billion? Something like that. Whatever. Yeah. And then the stock grants just recently were at like 12 billion or something. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, yep. it, it's gone down. It's gone way um, down. And yep. all the great talent, the thing that actually makes the company worth something, right. the great it's talent gone. is gone. It's all gone. So they're all, they've uh, all left. I yeah. hope Linda uh, asked for, you know, cash on the barrel head rather than equity because that e equity ain't worth it. It's not worth anything. it. It's not worth it. No. Uh, What's well, also not worth something. Uh, <laughs> Tesla's in China, apparently. <laughs> they recall virtually every car they have ever sold in China. Yeah. So, no, so this was weird to me. Did yeah. you read the article? So it it's a software recall. Yeah. And it talked about how uh, there was an issue with the energy recapture and using right. the brakes. And But specifically, it talked about how uh, it did not give the the user an alert if they had their foot on the gas for too long. And I'm like, isn't that just like normal driving, like having your foot on the gas? Like, isn't that just a normal driving thing? It was a really strange. I do not understand the way it was written. It doesn't make any sense to me how it works. Yeah, so, that is kind of weird. And this is one yeah. of the things that um, Elon Musk has railed against because he's like, well, why do we have to call it a recall? We're just going to do software. Then like no cars are actually 
having to come back into the repair shop. He's not wrong about that. He's not, but it's also, uh, I think automobiles are different, right? Than other Yeah, that's true. And and the thing that they're fixing is a problem with the car. And it's always been called a recall because how it is like maybe in the future, they won't be called recalls. It'll be like, Oh, there's a mandatory software update. I will say uh, there. So speaking of recalls, and we don't have this tagged in the articles, but there was a Peloton recall yep. for all of their original bikes, and it was related to the seat post uh, having some problems. Only thirty-five people have been injured, so out of the many thousands of bikes, it seems like a pretty small percentage. But uh, but I will say uh, it was maybe the easiest recall I've ever been a part of because, like, I saw the article. I went to the link on the Peloton site about the recall. Uh, it took me to a checkout page with the thing already in my cart. It was free. It already had my information because I'm a user. I hit done. I hit, you know, purchase or whatever. And it was done. Like it's on the way. Like it's super, super simple. So I will say props to Peloton for at least getting that right. And I think you are. I read one of the articles. It said, I think you get it in like five days or seven days or something like that. Yeah, It hasn't been that many days yet for me. So, but I, it should be on the way. So I'm, you know, well, that's pretty easy. So you're, you're, you're riding gently on the Peloton right now. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing like, uh, like any handstands on it or anything, (laughs) any like Cirque du Soleil movements. I'm basically all the Cirque du Soleil training that I've been doing on the Peloton is it's gotta be on hold. I'm a little upset about it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm looking forward to you getting the new seat and then me getting video of you doing those handstands and Cirque du Soleil training. Listen, man, on the I, bike. I've got a I've got a Cirque du Soleil story for you. And I, I don't I don't know if I've ever told you this, and uh-huh. this is a little bit off topic, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. So I have a buddy that went and auditioned for Cirque du Soleil. He was an amazing uh uh-huh. tra- trampolinist and he auditioned and so he's around all these just amazing acrobats. Okay. And he said he went out he went out to a pub afterwards drinking with the acrobats and this one guy uh that's that's already in the show was like just he was so hammered he could barely walk okay okay so so dude could barely walk but his muscle memory was so good that he was he was sitting on a bar stool and he would put one hand down in between his legs onto the bar stool and press himself one-handed up into a handstand and he was like up upside down just moving the bar stool around spinning himself in circles his balance was in his muscle memory was so good he could do that but then when he came down, he like staggered off to the bathroom, like could barely walk. Like that's how good the acrobats in Cirque du Soleil are. I'm just telling you right now. So wow, uh, that was a big, big divergence in what we're supposed to be yeah. talking about. But, so let's let's but, move on. But, but by the way, I just realized too that um, if we can get video of you doing Cirque du Soleil moves on your Peloton bike, that would be a great video to have for our subscriber only. <laughs> version of tech talk y'all <laughs> by the way if you don't realize it you can become a subscriber of tech talk y'all and we are publishing or trying to publish episodes yeah. for subscribers only we're starting uh, we're starting 2.99 yeah. a month uh you can go yeah. to spotify and check it out there or go and to our, our website tech talk y'all.com absolutely <laughs> all right moving on i think it's your i think it's your turn <laughs> uh okay uh a former pilot on why autonomous vehicles are so risky um, this yeah, was this an was interesting, interesting read, right? This was yeah. good. So basically her point is, um, and she's a, a safety expert. She's a, a, a former pilot. She was working for the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, NHTSA, yep. um, uh, Missy Cummings. And she basically said that, look, uh, you need to either have the the driver completely responsible for everything or not responsible for anything. This yeah. whole middle ground business it's is where dangerous. people yeah. do bad things, right? Because well, they feel like it'll do everything and it doesn't. And they don't realize yeah. when they need to get involved and bad things happen. And she did mention that like cruise control is okay. Like humans yeah. are good 
with cruise control, but they still need to be controlling the car in the lane. And yeah. her point, I mean, and, and to her point, like if you, if, if, cause Tesla would say like, Oh, autopilot works and you need to be ready to take over. The problem with the human brain doesn't work like that. Like we're either fully engaged and it has our full attention or it doesn't have enough of our attention. And there's really no middle ground. Yeah. And so like, you're not going to be ready to quote, take over like that really is kind of a ridiculous proposition. Yeah. So I, I, I really like this approach, honestly, and it yeah. makes perfect sense to me. The, the other interesting thing that she talks about here is, is something that they call risk homeostasis. Um, mm. And I thought this was actually an interesting thing. And I think it has applications across other um, areas as well, but basically saying like, look, um, people will then take advantage of these things and do more risky things. And what they were yes. actually showing is that the yeah. accidents caused by people in these vehicles are actually worse than when yeah. you don't have these technology because the whole theory here is that by having these, uh, you know, self driving and and like taking over some of the the features will help reduce accidents. And they're like, she's like, no, it's actually making it worse because now people are taking more risks right. because well, and, now they feel like this part is safer. And in particular, when she says like more risk, she says like they're actually driving faster, faster. Yeah. than they otherwise would because they feel safer. Right. And, and I think earlier in the article, she said there's really no proven statistics that say that these systems actually make you a safer driver, which I think we've said, I think we've read other articles that claim otherwise on that. So I'm not yeah. entirely sure how accurate that statement is. But but I think to her point, like the the risk homeostasis, I think is a real threat. Yeah. And as we get these technologies around us, we're going to need to be more more aware. Of I that. mean that that said, I I lend a little bit more weight to her opinion, being mm. a you know a, a fighter flight, pilot fighter pilot that has <laughs> dealt with autopilot systems. That's true. And That's then working true. at the yeah. NHTSA. Like yeah. they don't let just you know idiots work on yeah, that's uh, true. national that's highway true. transportation safety mm. stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, uh, more on car stuff. Uh, Toyota car location data for 2 million customers exposed for 10 years. So if you are a Toyota user and you use their like little like auto GPS, whatever inbuilt system, I don't even know. Is it, is it, is it <laughs> over the last 10 years? I don't know what it's called. Um, then your data has been exposed. And, and not only that, was it was a it was a misconfiguration of the database that did not require a password, like no password at all. Like that's a pretty big misconfiguration. Nah, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just saying, like it feels we, like that's a big miss. Swing and a miss. This so. is a like it's just free data. Like hey, oh, everybody's stuff. <laughs> and the the point they do make is like, look, this is not personally identifiable because right. everything was based on VIN number, and VIN numbers are not actually tied to your person. Right. But also, Except for you the can, fact that. You walk. can just walk up and snap a picture of anybody's car anywhere and get the VIN number instantly. Yeah, so. so if you don't realize this, but if you walk up to, and it's required to be able to be visible, but you walk up to the dashboard from the outside of the vehicle, you look down, the VIN number is right there. It's right there. Um, yeah. And you could take in a picture. So you bottom could, left of the wind, bottom right of the windshield. I mean, it's bottom, right there yeah, on the driver's right, side. Right yeah. on the driver's side. Yeah. Yeah. You can get anybody's VIN number anytime. Yeah. It does, I mean, you see yeah. them get out of the car. It's their car. Oh, boop. There's the VIN number. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's also etched on like a lot of parts and it's on yeah. your door frame and right. things like that. It's and yeah, it's it's a pretty public info, but it's not easy to guess either. And so in yeah. this case, it's like, well, yeah. it does feel like this is like a treasure trove of data. And like if there's some stalker out there, they're like, ooh, now I can find everything. So I, I don't know. It's I mean, a little scary. I, I wonder if this is available somewhere, if somebody has access to it, because there's probably a lot of interesting driving data because of this, because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the, the exposure was from recordings from November, 2016 to April, 2023. So literally just like a month ago. 
Yeah. Um, and that's like seven years worth of driving data. And I wonder like if you could analyze all that, how it changed, like probably like the beginning of the pandemic, you could probably see this big nosedive in yeah. miles driven and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Just just interesting, but interesting. Uh, yeah, there you interesting. go. Interesting. Mm. And last up before the uh, before the break, IRS test free e-filing system that could compete with tax prep giants. Uh, yay. I'm I don't know, man. Like I I like okay. So on on the surface this feels like this feels great. Like this like people need free tax prep, it'll save them money. Like that, because because honestly, most people's taxes are so simple that it's absurd that it that that they have to have an account or whatever else, right? So so yes, the, on the surface is great, but I'm very concerned about the government managing this technology well. Like I, it just feels like it's going to be a nightmare. So here's the thing: uh, this was built in conjunction with the U.S. Digital Service, which I ha- hold very high, in high regard. Because they were the ones that went in and rebuilt the stuff okay. for the ACA. They've rebuilt okay. so many. They've gone into the VA. Um, okay. It, it was. I, okay. Okay. So they know the, what they're doing. Okay. One of the former heads uh, is a friend of mine, this guy named Matt Cutts, who spent. Oh, who was early oh this is built Google. by Matt Cutts' team? Well, so he's not there anymore. He, oh, he's, okay. He's but still, he's He got his set up. Okay. I yeah. So but it, it, okay, it is okay. this group of people that have been in industry and yeah. have moved back into government service or moved into government service for the first time. So it's not just people that have been in government their entire careers. It's people that are actually in industry. So I feel like I hope that they are doing the right things. I know there's a lot of chaos in terms of how the tax rules are applied and all this kind of stuff. But yeah. I'm hoping, you know, some of these folks like Intuit and folks like that have been lobbying for years and lots and lots of money to prevent this kind of stuff from happening. H&R Block is another one. Yeah. Um, that, oh, yeah. And, and it just keeps taxes complicated because the IRS has a lot of our data already. Like, yeah. this, a lot of this could just be like, hey, I logged in. Here's how much you owe. Like, you don't even have to type in anything. Yeah. Because they already right. have, like, a lot it of this stuff. It shouldn't be that hard. Is, is it shouldn't like, be this hard. Like, years ago, <laughs> they changed. There was a rule that mandated previously stock uh, purchases and sales, the uh, brokerage that you were using only had to report how much you sold it for, not what you bought it for. But that changed years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, probably 20 years ago, I think. Right. Now they right. track all of that stuff. And so they report to the IRS like, hey, you bought it for this on this date. You sold it for this on this date. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like, that's just simple math. Like, simple. I, yeah, you don't need me to do any of that stuff. Right. You don't need me to type that in anywhere. Like, you already have the data. Just... Fill it out and tell me how much I owe. That's all. All right. Next up, Swiss startup edges closer to first ever space debris collection. And like, like on the surface, that title is like, oh man, this is great. We're going to start collecting space debris. But then you dig into it. It's like, great. They're going to get one thing, like one thing. (laughs) I think it's like a hundred kilograms out of space. They're going to like, so this massive effort to get one thing that's 100 kilograms out of space. And then you keep reading down the article and it says, at present, there are over 34,000 pieces of space debris larger than 10 centimeters, as well as 6,500 operational satellites in orbit. So, okay, so we got the we got one of the bigger pieces out from this one launch, but then we got, is it like one down and like 34,000 to go? Like this, like this <laughs> it just is like, I, I read the article, I'm like, wah, wah. And and also to get that one thing, we're gonna have to pollute up the earth to launch the thing. Right. Yeah. 
yeah there and then so like that doesn't it, seem great. yeah and, and of course it's going to get the debris and it's going to push it back into the atmosphere to, to have it burn up on re-entry which is like okay i i guess that's good i mean i guess that's maybe better than pushing out of deep space i don't i don't know it's easier for sure. Uh, I, so it's just it's so many questions. Getting, There's just so many questions. It's only getting one at a. Oh, it's deorbiting. So does it stay up there and then just keeps deorbiting things? Well, over I, maybe that would be that would be ideal. Like that that could work if you just keep deorbiting lots really of stuff. Explain that, right? Yeah. No, okay. we need more details. Um, on By this, the way, I so. I think that's the new name uh, of a, a company that we're starting. Deorbiting Ventures. Yeah. And that, and I think that's a new a new good term for like crashing. Like we didn't crash, we deorbited. Like that's deorbited. Like that's a, yeah. I oh, like did that's your company good, fail? No, it just deorbited. It just deorbited. And it was it. I don't know if it was this article or if it was another article, but uh, it also talked about how the the uh, EU has more private space funding and more private space projects in the U.S. now, uh, yeah. which I thought was interesting too. Um. I, anyway, it's just fascinating. So I, I mean, I think this is a good step in the right direction. For sure, but it does feel very much like a drop in the bucket, and I do think that space debris is going to be a major, major issue and a major danger uh, in the relatively near future if we're not careful about how we manage space. I mean, we, we've talked about it a number of times, right? Like yeah. the Starlink and things like that are really goofing things up. Our astronomers right. are not able to see because their their pictures are now streaked with these yeah satellites going across. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, that's crazy. what you get for wanting your internet everywhere. That's there it. You go. That's what you get. Mm -hmm. But at least you're going to be able to hear, maybe, uh, with this next uh, thing. Uh, scientists re regenerate hair cells that enable hearing. So you know this, hopefully, that uh, the hair inside of your ears um, that are used for hearing, they don't regenerate on their own. They, they, once you destroy them, that's it. You, you're done. And uh, so that's part of the reason why we believe that people have tintinitis, right? So as you were younger, if you went to all your rock concerts, and I know you went to a lot of rock concerts. I mean, a handful, a handful. Yeah. yeah. And, and you didn't protect your hearing. Well, that leads to that ringing in the ears later mm -hmm. on in life. And so mm -hmm. um, they've actually figured out a gene therapy solution to potentially create uh, and regrow those hairs back into your ears. Um these are not the ugly hairs on the outside of your ears. You know, the old man thing that uh, ends up happening that you and I are going to have to deal with. But uh, this is actually <laughs> the useful ones inside of the ear uh, that uh, that help your hearing. And so uh, I thought this was pretty fascinating. Like uh, they were I think what were they studying the zebrafish, which I, I don't know why zebrafish have. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I didn't get that ears. deep into it. I don't think so. But, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. So gene therapy coming to an ear near you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of other new things that are coming to other things near you, uh, WhatsApp is getting locked conversations. So if you need to have a private conversation that's hidden and locked down, uh, that's the place to do it. I mean, it's encrypted. It's locked. It can be hidden. It's it's all the thing. I, I don't, I, I don't I, have any conversations like this. It doesn't I, I, matter to me personally. <laughs> At first, uh, I was excited by this because I was like, oh, conversations that I'll never have to see again because they're being locked away. Uh, no, that would be no, great. No, no, uh, no, no. It's if no. you want to hide conversations oh, from other yeah. people, like super secure. If you're talking about like, I don't know, like super top secrety stuff, which I'm not. So uh, I'm, what? I'm you're, you're in the wrong thing. circles. I talk about super yeah. top secrety stuff all the time. I mean, I, I basically just put all of my conversations out on my blog, you know, like just all of them. They're just publicly available on my is blog it, just is, all the time. Yeah. Is, is your so, blog like uh, yeah. Creed's uh, access to Twitter and it's just a Word doc <laughs> that nobody has access to? Yeah, that's it. That's and, it. Yeah. And a, Ryan a, is trying to protect the world. 
from it's a singular that. file on my computer that I think other people <laughs> read. www.creedthoughts.com slash whatever slash. In case you don't know that reference, listeners, that's a, a reference from the, from the office. office. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll find the clip and drop a, drop a link in the show notes for you. So, yeah. I mean, this is cool. It's a cool feature. Uh, it's a feature that I cannot imagine myself actually using. Yeah. But it's a cool feature. So, uh, you know. I'll, there you go. That, that's, yeah, that's great. Next up, uh, and this is why we can't have nice things, but oh at gosh. least maybe now we can because the hammers come down on them. Attorney General James uh, from New York, uh, the state of New York, uh, secures $615,000 from companies that supplied fake comments to influence the FCC's repeal of net neutrality rules. We talked about this a long time we ago. Did. We did. I told listeners you should go supply comments and say like, no, no, net neutrality good. They repealed yeah. this because there were millions of comments which seemed suspect. And sure enough, it was suspect. So here's my issue with this. Uh-huh. Uh, the fine should have been significantly yep. larger. Like yep. it should have been such a high fine that it almost completely crippled these companies or put them out of business. Yep. Like that's the fine that, that it sh should happen. It should have been like $10 per fake person they created. Yes. So like uh, $85 to million. Dollars. Totally agree with that. Yes. So that that's the, that's the only problem I have with it. Otherwise it's a big win. It's, it's big. Let's find these people. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So. And, and hopefully this sends a message to the FCC of like, Hey, maybe you should do this differently. Right. A and right. B bring back net neutrality. Right. That's right. And uh, speaking of bots, uh, I guess, or fake, fake anything, 47% uh, of all internet traffic came from bots in 2022. This is apparently up a little bit from the year before. Uh, that's more than I expected. I mean, I would have expected there's a lot of bots on the internet, but I would have never guessed that almost half of all internet traffic is bots. Though, I guess, honestly, looking at the traffic stats for the websites that I control, I'm not all that much surprised, I suppose, uh, now that I think about it. Same. Yeah. And uh, be before you like get worried about it. So, I mean, it is actually a bad thing. Uh, so for it says for the fourth consecutive year, the volume of bad bot traffic is uh, good right. bot traffic. And yeah, that's bad. true. Malicious automated software applications capable of high speed abuse, misuse and attacks grew to 30.2%. So if you're wondering Ooh. why your cost of Internet access is so high, right there's the reason that's why the you reason. are subsidizing the cost of bad bot traffic, which yeah. like you think about it, if, if we got rid of 30% of the traffic on the internet, a, it would be faster. B true. your cost of access would probably go down by about 30%, maybe not fully 30%, true. Yeah, maybe 20%. Right? Yeah. Like that would I be mean, a pretty penny for me. I'll tell you, man, like bot traffic is, is actually pretty profound. I mean, not the, as I think more about it. So like, so like think about, uh, our our podcast company edgewise.media yep. right so yep. it's a it's a small website very small website very small footprint not a lot of inbound links to it and i think i was looking at i was on the back end today and i had it had uh, over a hundred failed login attempts yep so these are these are bots just trying to hack our site constantly yep and so it's like like if if they're coming at our site that's tiny with a hundred failed login attempts, like imagine the scale of, of like Facebook and like all this. I mean, right. it, it's, it's unfathomable. It's wild sites that are actually valuable. Well, yeah. And, and that actually have like, like presence, you know, that are, like, right. that are actually out. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely wild. So yeah. Anyway, the internet is uh it's why we can't have nice things. Time for the weird and wacky segment. 
abominable snowman. Oh, he's not an axe <laughs> One of the TAs turned out to be a bot. First up for Weird and Wacky, uh, a callback to a article that we had a while ago. I don't remember when it was. It was a while ago, yeah, but a, YouTuber Trevor Jacob admits to crashing his plane for views. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, is he going like, to jail? Is, is this a jailable I, I offense? Oh, I, oh, oh, for sure. It's a it's a felony. Uh, it is? I, okay. I think it's a felony. Yeah. Ooh, so, yeah, could face up to 20 years in prison. Yeah. Yeah. So so for as a reminder, so this guy was, you know, he's in a plane, a small plane, and he ends up, uh, quote unquote, having plane trouble and parachutes out of the plane. He, of course, videos the whole thing. There's GoPro on the outside of the plane. There's GoPro on him. You know, parachutes down, lands in all these branches and brambles and gets hurt. Then he hikes to the plane and bull, whatever else. So he, he really did it for uh, YouTube traffic to become uh, viral. And so a, a couple of quick things. Uh, one, one person noticed in the video, like he's taking off in the plane while wearing a parachute, which is kind of unusual behavior for a pilot. Like you don't <laughs> typically already have the parachute <laughs> strapped all like that's not a normal thing so if you don't trust the suspect. plane you maybe shouldn't go up in it that's got that's a little suspect I've, I've, I've flown in small planes you don't ever put on a parachute first that's just not a thing you do um so there's that uh and then ultimately you know he hiked to the plane he messed with the crash site i think he removed stuff from the crash site he actually like tried to hide the crash site i believe at, at one point like anyway it's it's all kinds of problems he's so in a world of hurt. So wait, are you telling me when you get on a Delta flight, you're not already wearing the parachute? Like, I, I mean, am I doing this wrong? I, yes, you are uh, absolutely doing this oh, wrong. Okay. Yeah. So what you need to be doing are wearing comfortable shoes and no parachute. Like that's your goal. Oh, comfortable shoes. Is that why no everybody parachute. gets freaked out when I get on the plane? <laughs> now I get it. Yeah, you know, I never thought about that. Like how much would that totally flip? <laughs> like if you got onto a Delta flight wearing like a full skydiving outfit, like you got the helmet, you got like the thing. No, like, I, like people would be totally flipping out, you know, like, you know, somebody like, has wait, to have done it at some point. What is, what is happening? Like, yeah. what? Uh, Why are you here? What's going on? This is not, this can't be good. My name's DB Cooper. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's all fine. It's all mm, fine. It's, it's all yeah. fine. It's all fine. All right. Uh, next up in the weird monkey uh, quote, friends characters transformed into toddlers with AI and it's quote adorable. Um, so somebody used AI to imagine what each of the friends characters looked like as toddlers, which of course I imagine there are probably toddler photos that exist of them anyway. So I wonder how they compare, but it was, it's pretty funny to look at. Like, yeah. it, like some of these were pretty entertaining uh, to, to view. I'd, I'd say Mo Monica's picture kind of uh, threw me for a bit because that I didn't realize that she, the toddler Monica was wearing a hoodie. Uh, cause the hair was like weird looking. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know if I realized that either. I'll have to, I'll have to look at that one. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, the forehead is a, a, a little excessively large on Monica. Yeah. But, uh, I, I would say the really Jennifer good. Aniston one is like, could be real. Like it, like right. it's kind of scary accurate. The Lisa Kudrow one could be real. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Monica one does look a little strange. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, the 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 Chandler one with all the hair is by far my favorite. Though. Like, oh my gosh, the, that's like the greatest. What so. what I really you know like they we've talked about articles like this where they've done things like this, um, and it's all great and everything, but I can never generate. Uh, not that I've really tried that hard, but generate pictures like this. I would really love for them to share the prompts that the they're prompts, using yeah. to yeah. be a little bit better. Like, how did they actually do this? Like, what right. picture did yeah. they supply? 
be like, hey, create a baby image of this person. Right. Um, yeah. How do they know, do that? Like, yeah, that's, a, that's a great. What question. did you say to to get this picture? Because I, I think that would be uh, much more useful for somebody like me to be able to do things like this next article. Midjourney created fake IKEA bomb shelter furnishings catalog, and it's shockingly convincing. Dude. And it is. It is so like, oh my, it looks absolutely real. Like it's. It looks like I'm looking into a dystopian future Ikea. furniture catalog. Like it like it's like if it's like if the Hunger Games had like a, a furniture catalog, like that's what this, it's it is wild. I mean, it's so good. Well, there was so one good. piece of furniture in here. I was like, well, I, I might want to get that. And it was for super cheap. Um, it was like this red. <laughs> Red but you know these aren't real, right? Like no, I know, but I was like, wait, can I get it for that much? You're going to get it for your metaverse that's uh, going under? Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Spe speaking of, my, there's met a, my a metaverse is deorbiting. What? There was a new study that came out that talked about how the metaverse is, is uh, has like this unlimited potential by like 2035. And of course, the study was funded by Facebook. So <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. But anyway, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, so. no, there, there, there's a, a chair in there that's uh, like a red stuffed chair and it was like only 89 euros and it uh, looked like, really oh. slick yeah, yeah it was the one with like, the two chairs the two red chairs in that yeah room? yeah the two oh, red chairs was, i yeah. was like i saw that i, I saw that photo i can't i i don't think i can buy that for 89 euros okay it's uh tech rec time adam what do you have for us this week all right uh i'm gonna I, i'm gonna recommend a game uh it's a word game and it's on uh i think it's on the miriam webster website and it's called name that thing and it gives you a picture and then you have to name that thing and it tells you how well you did and i, I just played the game right before we started and i missed half of them because obviously i'm <laughs> i'm not very good at naming everyday like so like like for example like like one of the photos everyday things like well, yeah, yeah. What, what did you miss yeah like one of the photos was like was like of a wooden chair and it pointed to a specific part of the wooden chair and it said, name that thing. And so like, like you, like, it's not the, it's not something like it's a wooden chair. Like that's what it is. It's a wooden chair. No, no. What's the piece of that wooden chair? Like what, uh -huh. it's got a specific name to it. Right. So like, okay. so it gets very specific, but then it, but some of them are general, like it, like it showed a hoe and it's like, well, that's a hoe, like a, like a garden tool hoe. Like it's just a, it's a hoe. Like that's what it is. Obviously. <laughs> so like, and then like, but then like it showed like a part of a flower and pointed to like a specific piece of the flower like what's the name of that thing and it's like Doesn't i don't like that. know that i remember from biology from ninth grade the what stamen. that thing is i think it was the, i think it actually they, was the statement i believe it was oh my god if, if you're gonna go for something what? weird on a flower like no! it's gonna be the statement yep. how did you know that <laughs> I'm sorry. I, that's you're amazing you would probably do really well at this game i'm, I'm gonna have to give it a spin right after you need this. to go you need to go give it a spin it's a yeah. fun little game so uh that's yeah that's my just it, it's a good way to waste about 30 seconds of your time uh -huh. and make you feel significantly dumber than you did previously so which is probably good for me so uh sorry sanjay what's what's your tech rack so uh, on the other end and we didn't coordinate these. Um, I, there, it's this is a website. This word does not exist. Now we've talked about these things before, like this face doesn't or this person does not exist. Well, somebody yeah. has come up with words now that don't exist. No. And you go on this site, and the front page of this will create a word and then a definition. And there you go. Now here's what's interesting. I was like, oh well, I could use this to come up with uh, domain names that are available. Yeah. yeah. The first one I checked, like that domain was already gone. This word mm. does not exist, but the domain is already gone. Okay. So it okay. does kind of exist, maybe. Um. <laughs> by the way, I, yeah. So the definition <laughs> I've got right now is yeah, willacinate 
Wilesonate. Wilesonate. I guess I can't pronounce it wrong since the word doesn't exist. So however I pronounce it is right. It it means a relaxed, (laughs) active, and efficient. A Wilesonate gentleman. All right. So the word that I came up with is is trustal, which is a rope typically of indeterminate quality attached to a attached to a mast to prevent it dropping <laughs> to prevent it from deorbiting the mast yeah. uh, the trust will prevent the mast refresh, from deorbiting it'll say deorbiting that's the next that's the next word that doesn't exist <laughs> i love that I love well that. so that's, if, that's if, if you need words or you don't know words uh i think those two yeah. things those two websites will help you i out tend to make up words that's pretty probably a good site for me yeah so. so so you're a living embodiment of this word does not exist this yeah is that's it yeah i just yeah. I just make something up yeah try well, to sound convincing well yeah. if our listeners want to find words that don't exist and want to come to you for them uh where can they find you online they can uh find me on my website adamjwalker.com go there sign up for my newsletter and uh, all will be well with the world <laughs> Uh, how about you, Sanjay? They can go to sanjayparek.com. That's S-A-N-J-A-Y-P-A-R-E-K-H. I don't think I've ever spelled that out. And I, people might not know how to spell it, but yeah. That's true. Yeah. Go to my I, website. I, will, I won't lie. I have to remind myself how to spell your last name like every time, like mentally. Like, I, like, I don't know why. It's like, it's, I have to like go. You, you, I, like, you don't have muscle memory I'm, like the Cirque du Soleil I'm so, person. Yet. I'm so like, <laughs> I've never told you this before, uh-huh. but it always makes me so nervous that I'm going to spell your name wrong for some reason. Like, I don't know why. So like, I like I will spell it out. I know I know what it is. I've spelled it out so many times. Right. And I will still go to your website and double check almost every single time. Like, oh, so that's why I have sure. so many hits on my website. Yes, it's me and all the bots. Those you are and the, the two bots. things. Yeah, all I'm right. double checking name. I, like, your first name, I never worry about spelling wrong. I, I, right. like, I, I don't know why, but the last name, I'm always nervous about it. It's, I don't know what it is. K-H. Oftentimes people do it HK for some reason. I'm like, yeah, that's that's not it. Yeah, that's not it. Obviously not.